0: Successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level.
1: Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Real Nation. Everybody over there. Get a up. Everybody out there. Get into
0: it. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and online at GrillNationShow.com.
1: Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always
0: dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill.
1: Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show. I am your host Jason Grill. Thanks for joining me today on 980 AM or on iTunes via podcast or on our website GrillNationShow.com hope you're having a great day. We're going to have a really cool show today and uh, with a really interesting guest. We're going to have a lot of uh, life lessons coming out on this show. If you're running a business, starting a business, wanting to, to grow a business, uh, this show is for you. This is going to be a real interesting show uh, on Grill Nation Day. You connect with me on social media. Just search for the name Jason Grill. I'm on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Also on Instagram, Facebook, tw- uh, LinkedIn. All the social media networks, just search for my name. Um, And again, excited to have you back this week. We've had a good run of shows, and today will be no different. On today's show, we are going to be joined via Zoom and phone uh, from Portland, Oregon, I believe. We'll find out more in a second by Mark Grimes. Mark Grimes has done a really cool thing where he's launched 31 startups in 31 days in the month of August. And his goal is to uh, have them all be cash flow positive in, in 90 days. So we're going to find out more about how he's going to do that. But uh, Mark, welcome to the show. How are you, sir?
0: I'm good. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me here. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, of course. So uh, we're going to talk more about your background in the first segment today. And then in segment two, kind of get into your your next, latest endeavor. But uh, in doing the research for the show, I, I can tell you, you've kind of been an entrepreneur and a business uh owner and startup uh, guy your your entire career or most of your career, right?
0: Yep, exactly.
1: So, so take us through that. Walk us through that. So you started, um, you started. it looks like, uh, kind of in the agency world. Is that right? Uh,
0: I started, well, so before that, so out of college, uh, I took a job in sales and radio and then uh, started uh, actually as, uh, doing a marketing director work with a couple of nonprofit theaters in Portland, Oregon uh, over, well, over thirty years ago. And uh, the first one kind of helped them grow from 500 paid subscribers a year to 3,500. Uh, and then the second, which is kind of a counterculture theater, helped them grow from 100 uh, uh, subscribers, uh, members to 7,500. Uh, and out of that, as a, as a relatively young person, what I learned was that a lot of the Performing arts groups didn't really have a handle on marketing and getting paid dollars into seats. Um, So after I did that for about three years, uh, that's when I decided to start up my first thing uh, and started up an organization called Arts Marketing Association. Uh, And we had, it was basically a a newsletter slash consulting agency, Uh, did a mass mailing, a direct mail piece to all the performing arts groups ballets symphonies live theaters you name it united states uh got about 350 400 subscribers within a couple of months cash flow positive and started working to help them learn how to grow their own companies so that was kind of that was the, the the first thing
1: wow that could uh, that would still be useful today i mean looking back i mean people would love to have people join associations or join uh groups like yours and to get educated um and then you kind of, you did some work with uh, uh, co-working, correct?
0: Yep, yep, yep. So I went from that to starting an online advertising agency, which became one of the top 20 in the world, according to Adweek magazine. Again, cash flow positive in under 90 days. We grew it to 40 full-time staff members, offices in Portland, San Francisco, and New York, and did a little over $7 million a year in revenue at the top. Wow. Uh, that was kind of, then became, that lasted for six years. That became kind of a byproduct of, you know, the dot com blow up. We had a lot of great clients, a lot of online clients uh, and a lot of traditional clients like Disney and Procter & Gamble, uh, Silkies that sold pantyhose. We did a lot of it was an incredible, amazing team. Unfortunately, between the dot com blow up and 9-11, that kind of over the period of about a year took the agency away. Uh, However, by the time everybody left, I made sure everybody had a full time job, all 40 people.
1: I read about that. that. You weren't afraid to say in your uh, your your bio that it was very profitable, uh, ninety six to twenty oh one, and then you crashed and burned in twenty oh two. I think a lot of businesses probably did after the dot com bubble and nine eleven. So you know, but you weren't afraid to say that. Obviously, as an entrepreneur, uh, and uh, started off moving forward right after that.
0: Absolutely. Yep. You you just have to. I mean, you know, at that stage, well. At that stage, the way I kind of look at it is I was unemployable. I mean, you know, I'm just so used to doing my own thing that, you know, I, and and I love working with companies and helping build them. So they're still, you know, I still have bosses. Every entrepreneur, every founder does. They just do. Uh, but out of that, and it was very, extremely painful to let 40 people go. I mean, these are people I considered, you know, almost friends and family. And it was very, very hard. They, For the most part, they were all younger than me. They were right out of college. They were smart. They were innovative. It was hard. So out of that, I decided, you know, I didn't really want to hire full-time paid staff, pay them taxes, do that again necessarily.
1: Uh, Yeah, I've been there too, Mark. You know, it's tough when you're a consultant or when you've done a lot of these things, deciding that, you know, to, to to bring people on, when is that sweet spot, right, to help you grow? So I get, exactly. I get what you're saying perfectly,
0: Mark. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's 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 always a different challenge, right? Exactly. So out of that, uh, and 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 to be honest with you, going back to the agency real quick, uh, one of the more painful things there is, uh, we had a uh, we had a beach cabin on the Oregon coast and was basically forced to sell it to take care of some of the debts. That was a very conversation to have with our small children at the time uh, and and but out of that was also born the idea of a co-working space the reason that the reason that we had to sell everything and, and things kind of went sideways was we had a pretty unforgiving landlord with a fifteen thousand dollar a month lease and a five-year you know five-year 60 month program and and uh, they wanted their money and I signed a guarantee mm. a personal guarantee which is now another thing that <laughs> any, startup, any startup founders I'm working with, I don't care what kind of lease they need. I will not let them sign a personal guarantee. I will tell them how to talk to the landlords so they don't have to do it, but but anything that they can do to avoid it, including just don't take that office space.
1: Mark, we got about a minute left in the first segment. I, I think what you just said is very profound because as a guy who's co- started a couple companies and one that I've exited, there is that moment where uh, you need to grow and there's a, there's a chance where you have to sign a personal guarantee on a bank loan uh, with your founders, co-founders. I mean, that's always just such a tough decision. And sometimes you just got to move on, right?
0: Yep. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Very So so what I want to do is we, this Mark has done so many amazing things and uh, you know, he's online all over the place. He's on Twitter uh, at Mark Grimes, G-R-I-M-E-S. Um, we're going to we're going to kind of catch up there but i want to and the second segment really kind of talk about your your latest endeavor which um is just so fascinating and the website you can go to if you're listening is 90daystocashflowpositive.com and just kind of the reasoning how you decided to do it you've had hundreds of ideas throughout the years you know when you when i saw it i just was like wow this is this is a very aggressive and uh And and hard charging guy, and we got to have him on the show. So we're going to talk about that 31 startups, 31 days, 90 days to cash flow positive. We're going to talk about some of the ideas and the reasoning behind it and check check it on how you're doing at this point. We're talking to Mark Grimes again on the Grill Nation show today, 980 a.m. and on iTunes via podcast. We will be right back after the break. Thanks for joining us today. To the Grill Nation Show. I'm your host, Jason Grill, on 980 a.m. or on iTunes via podcast or on our website, grillnationshow.com, where I post all of our shows and our guests along with links to the podcast. We're talking to Mark Grimes today, who is uh, a a serial entrepreneur and has done many different things in his career, but we're talking today about 31 startups in 31 days, 90 days to cash flow positive online at ninety days to Mark is from Portland, Oregon. It's great to have him on today. Mark, we kind of were talking about your background and you were you were kind of mentioning the coworking space and how that became kind of a company that you co founded uh, and worked on in that in that realm. Tell us a little bit more about that.
0: So yeah, so I I was kind of understanding of what this concept was coming up about twelve years ago and of an idea called coworking, which uh, had I understood it or had the idea myself years before I would not have uh, lost a beach home because I would have been able to do that uh, with the uh, the office space that that I was you know losing staff at and losing companies uh, losing a uh, business with so so an opportunity came up with a building in downtown Portland old funky building from about 1920 uh, it had, it had a speakeasy in it supposedly at one time super cool old very funky building about 8000 square feet well Ran the idea by one of the corners of the building of a co-working space. This was about 08, 09, The economy was down. Uh, basically said, let, let's do this profit share thing till X, Y, Z. So we didn't have to put any money into it. Uh, and what we did was we brought in about eight or nine founders one at a time and said, would you rent this office? Would you rent this desk? We had half of them say yes. They signed up. We were cash flow positive in about forty-five days. And our first expense was we had to buy more chairs because we had more members coming in the door. So that was the co working space. That's twelve years strong coming up Q one of next year.
1: So you're still invested in that and own that? What or co founded that? What um so this was two thousand nine. So this was after the uh the recession. There's right in the middle of it. Essentially. This is
0: in the middle, yeah. Office space was a mess in in every city, absolutely.
1: Well, I just think it's important now with, with everything changing with offices and, and what's going to come out of COVID to see how the office commercial real estate market kind of works, yeah. I guess you would say. Because, you know, I'm sure in Portland and, and here in Kansas City, you know, there's there's all kinds of, of new buildings, Class A office that was designed to go up uh, and yeah. still in the process of doing it. And, you know, we have a bunch of co-working spaces, the larger ones here, yeah. some of the smaller ones. And I, I'm just curious to see. What, what are your thoughts real briefly on kind of the future? You think sure. it's, you think we're going to do okay? I,
0: I think in the long run, so commercial office space, I think, could go a little something like this. There's certainly going to be a lot of people that are going to be working from home kind of forever now. Uh, but there may be more of a hybrid where people working from home Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but Tuesday, Thursday, they go in for meetings. So th- So these big companies – are still going to need to have a physical space to meet at, but they're not going to have to have mega leases on big buildings. So I think I think you actually might see uh, a, a further growth in co-working style spaces where that kind of a thing can work. Uh, I don't know what that means for Ned space necessarily. I'm focused on a lot of different things right now. Uh, I think commercial office space is going to have to get even more creative uh, with how they do and run that kind of a thing. And then for the companies that do need just straight out space and they need their employees physically there they're going to need more physical space right because they're going to need space in between their employees they're going to need six to ten feet apart uh, they can't pack them necessarily the way that they have in the past mm-hmm. yeah that's
1: interesting You've been very sick, successful with net space in portland and then briefly let's talk about kind of the uh, startup radio network what was that and uh and, and why haven't i become a part of that yet i don't know well, exactly been on one of your shows by
0: now well, let's put it this way. Right now, I, I can't tell for sure, but I don't think you fit the, the, the styles of shows that we're doing. So what we wanted to do was uh, I started this with, with another partner. Josh Friedman was my partner in Netspace and Michael Coates is my partner in Startup Radio Network. Uh, we wanted to do something that was very focused on niche uh, uh, startup types of communities. Sure. So I won't go in the order. I'll just tell you the order we do the show is not how we started. It. So the first one's called Meaningful Marketplace. And it's a show about food and beverage startups, primarily founded by women. So it's niche within a niche, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we have a show called Felony Inc., which is all ex-felons that have started companies. Uh, for the first year and a half, Dave Dahl, founder of Dave's Killer Bread, was the, uh, uh, the host of, of that podcast. Uh, then a show called The Out Entrepreneur, which is LGBTQ founders. Uh, then Latino Founder Hour. Uh, which is Latino founders from around the world, that's in Spanish uh, 90% of the time. So I think they're talking about startups, but I can't tell you for sure because I don't speak Spanish. Um, and then we have a show that's veterans, that's service members that have uh, gotten out of the service. In most cases, they're already out. Some are still in, but most of them are out, and then they've started up their company. So that's the five right now. That's to be awesome. honest with you, I could do th- I could do 31 podcasts in 31 days because we have we have a good 100 ideas for different podcasts. But because we didn't raise money, because we're trying to do this as, as a cash flow positive basis, we're three years in. We put a little bit of seed money in ourselves between the two of us. But we have enough sponsors to make sure that the audio engineer and things are being paid and taken care of. So it's not exactly a hockey stick, but we also aren't trying to make that a hockey stick either.
1: Yeah, and I, I think uh, speaking for myself, it's uh, it's hard to make Some of the things that you're talking about with radio or or, or podcasts, a hockey stick, unless you're that you're that one or two former athlete, former, uh, you know, president. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. You usually have a pretty big brand and following. Um, Well, that's awesome, man. I really think that's cool. Um, Very diverse uh, group of shows. And, uh, you know, it's really cool that you're doing that. Mark Grimes is with us. Now, Mark, I want to talk about let's lead into now what you're uh, how how we connected and, and sure. thirty one startups in thirty one days ninety days to cash flow positive. Um, what is this? Uh, no business plans. You raise no money. You have no teams. You did no work ahead of time. Hundred percent transparent. Hundred percent open. You selected from most the three hundred business ideas that you had scribbled over for eighteen years on a notepad. Um, what talk to me about this? I mean, I'm assuming it, it kind of started before. COVID, or was this a thing you've been thinking about for a long, uh, not very long?
0: Yeah, no, actually, this is something I've been wanting to do for 10 years. Um, so I've had the ideas forever and, you know, always add to them and add to them. And, you know, I'm kind of, that kind have of got what at least I consider to be that typical entrepreneurial ADD. You know, every founder has, you know, here's 10 or 20 more things that they'd like to do. So I just, every time I have what I think is a good idea, I just write it down. So I've been wanting to do it for 10 years, uh, but doing these other companies as, as, as kept that from happening really I mean you know I go to Ned space Monday through Friday at least well I used to I don't anymore uh, startup radio network was a big uh, it was with it's within Ned space within the co-working space well on March 13th that's when we went remote so all of our shows now don't you know we don't need to be in a physical space so that's a, that's freed up a, a bit of time for me quite frankly mm-hmm. um, so it allowed at the end of June, I talked to Pam, I talked to my wife and I said, well, there's this thing that I kind of want to do. And she was very concerned at first that I was going to hit her with some really bad news. So I think she was just thankful it wasn't anything. How, how
1: long have you guys been married? Has she been along for this, this journey for a while? Or is this a she new? She has
0: one? been crazy <laughs> enough to be along for the whole time. Yeah. We've been together since 1983.
1: So when she hears you say, I've been thinking about something, she's probably used to it.
0: <laughs> she's really used to it. and And she's used to, And she's really good about not rolling her eyes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) She's been incredibly supportive. Well, because she sees, she knows that if I jump off the cliff and I build the airplane on the way down, she knows I can do it because I've done it in the past. She doesn't know how I can do it. She also knows I don't know how I can do it either. She knows I'll figure it out, basically. Yeah. Uh, So I talked to her at the end of June, uh, like uh, three or four days towards the end of June. And she's like, well, why don't you just take July and kind of do some more planning and, and then start in August? And I'm like, OK, that's reasonable. It's like it's because, you know, that's that seems OK. So what I did to <laughs> what I did to uh, prepare in July was almost absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, what I, what, the one thing I did was because I, I mean, I did no pre-work on any of these startups, most of them didn't, don't even or didn't even have domains attached to them yet. Some do because some are older ideas. So I at least acquired a website name. That's it. But the one thing I did do, the only thing I did ahead of time was I talked to, to Lisa and Ralph who own a, a wood company uh, in Bay City, Oregon, which is on the coast. And which is kind of in some ways where that first idea came from. I want to make sure that they wanted to be to do this or to be a part of it because I didn't want to start something off and just have the first thing kind of fizzle. So what the first thing was, was it's actually a axe throwing target company yeah very specific very niche uh and to this day even though i'm starting this thing up i've still i own a few axes (laughs) uh uh, some by default and but i've still never thrown one quite yet that's coming soon anyway but i wanted to make sure that they would want to build it or do it or manufacture it or partner together on it uh they gave it an enthusiastic thumbs up uh, they were also aware though of this other thing I'm doing too so they knew I wasn't exactly going to be 80 hours a week on axe throwing target <laughs> stuff uh, mm-hmm. but they were on board so that's all I really did to prepare for the 31 days doing building Definitely. the 31 startups
1: we got about a minute left in the segment we have another long one here following okay. so so you 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 on the, on on the first like talk to spell with yeah. August 1st to play
0: yeah yeah so what i did was and what the 31 days, a lot of which consisted of got up in the morning and started writing, okay, here's the story. Here's the story behind the, the, the axe throwing targets. Here's, you know, the direction that I think it's going to go. And then it dawned on me, oh man, you know, I don't really want to go to one of those free stock photography websites. I want to, I want to do some original stuff. I mean, everything else about this is innovative and original. Why do stock photography? So I asked Pam, I said, would you, would you mind i had we had a really this cool axe that's got a broken handle it's rusted it's it's probably from the 30s or 40s possibly it's old uh burnt out everything would you take a picture of this so she did uh took a, a picture for the image which is now on the day one photography for that
1: mm-hmm. we'll get back to this after the break but you started with the axe company and yep. obviously everyone is seen kind of throwing axe targets around uh yep. or you know people are throwing axes all over the country right now Uh, different venues so we're gonna get into that but i really want to kind of after the break kind of break into some of the other ideas Mm. how you can make them cash flow positive in 90 days and kind of where we're at you're listening to the grill nation show here on 980 a.m and on itunes via podcast we will be right back after the break thanks for joining Welcome back to the Grill Nation show on 980 AM. Or if you're listening on iTunes, we greatly appreciate it. I am your host, Jason Grill. We're talking to Mark Grimes uh, from Portland, Oregon today. Uh, his website is 90 cashflowpositive.com. Created 31 startups in 31 days during the month of August. We're now in September. So he is uh, moving along to make these 31 companies cashflow positive, a serial entrepreneur, uh has had a lot of success in his career and pivoted uh and done very well uh mark we're, we're talking about the 31 companies we've kind of started in august now uh talk to me about kind of you know some of the other ideas that you want to you want to poach here off your 31 they're all on the website 90 days to dot but give us a flyover if you would on some of the other companies you started
0: Sure. So I wanted to, right after the Axe Company, I wanted to do something that was totally not related, and I've never done a consumer product type of thing in my life with the Axe Company Go, so that's a first. So I wanted uh, uh, to start a a VC fund, a seed fund, uh, underdog. So I wanted to basically focus on uh, uh, underrepresented founders, which is also something I've been working with for 30 years, too, to trying to help people that really don't have the opportunity that many people have. So it would focus on very super early stage micro funding of getting people just, you know, bare minimum money to get them going, but focus on women, people of color, LGBTQ, veterans, disabled, immigrants, ex-felons, financially disadvantaged, homeless youth, et cetera, et cetera. uh, uh, You know, really to get them, um, to get people up and going and give them the same, the same potential opportunity. Uh, Day three was an artist coast retreat, which was, want to give uh, artists from around the world a place to come uh, on the Oregon coast and basically spend a month either, you know, finishing their play, their song, their, their painting, whatever it is they want to do, just give them a, a place to get away from the world, so to speak, and really uh, enjoy the water, the ocean, the, 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 seals, the, you know, the pelicans and really just get a chance to contemplate what they're doing. Um, day four was, uh, based on a friend of mine's uh, uh, Penny Lane, who was the subject of the film Almost Famous. uh, Mm -hmm. And she was really looking forward to this is the 20th anniversary of that film's release. So she was going to be touring around the U.S. with Cameron Crowe and some other people and going to various film showings. And then she's going to do Q&A afterwards. Well, you know, that all got clamped down in March. I mean, that's not going to happen. I mean, like with everything else in the world right now, too, it's just a very different time. So. Uh, with the table read, what I wanted to do was uh, provide a, a Zoom-based table read of artists of the show with her reading the part of herself, which I think would be super cool. So her reading the part of, of Penny Lane and basically sell tickets to it. Uh, so we're going to do something along those lines. And then a third of the ticket sales will go to a local theater company, which is also hurting as well.
1: So, so, you, so you've got, so you got, you know, every day in August, you essentially started a company. And again, all these are online at 90daystocashflowpositive.com. Um, everything from products to, uh, you know, VC funding companies to yep. retreat homes. I mean, I'm looking on your list right now. Uh, container living for startup founders, book club. I mean, even cow working, inviting a cow to your Zoom meeting is now oh. a company that you started.
0: Yep. So... That was one of the more goofy ones, which is funny because, of course, that's the one that everybody loves, right? It's like, yeah, of course. So,
1: so, so how does that work? So so you've got a company. You've started yep. a company uh, where the sole purpose of this company is inviting a cow to your Zoom meeting. I mean, and it's going to be cash flow positive. I, yep. That so, is so, so important, so interesting to me.
0: Yeah. So, So what we're going to do is we're going to have people with Zoom video accounts on their iPhones – they're just going to go and literally, <laughs> literally, have a camera uh, uh, focused on a cow in focus for a sixty-minute Zoom meeting. So when you go to a Zoom meeting, it's one of those horrible—you know—you're one of twenty-five people in this meeting, just waiting and you know, just trying to, you know, get done with the meeting, basically. And instead, one of the one of the uh, one of the boxes will just be a cow just sitting there, kind of looking at the phone, chewing away and, and eating. Uh, uh, there's. There's actually somebody who's doing something like this right now with goats, believe it or not. So, so I, so they, they, have the first mover advantage. So I think our IPO on that may be posted put off for, for a while. Um, so and that one, to be that's
1: honest, one idea, you know, and, 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 you mentioned it is one of your fun ideas. Now you also have ideas like exit path, which was basically yep. helping to sell your company the right way. Yep. Uh, very, very important for entrepreneurs and startups. Yep. You know, uh, a couple whiskey ideas with, with hand-blown whiskey drinking uh, vessels. You're giving money to nonprofits. Uh, I mean, you've got teaching people how to pitch, uh, investors and, and supporters. I mean, you have an online school that you've created. I mean, a financial, family financial uh, uh, meeting company. Yep. Uh, that's, so, that's so important. I mean, so there's so many things in here that, you know, I mean – Really help a lot of different people, and, but also you're not you're not creating a an uh, an app that's just like a tech thing. These are like common sense. These are things that people need, um, and they will really will help people effectively.
0: I mean, that, that's kind of idea. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely you know I'm not I'm a as you can probably tell from that list of stuff. I mean, I'm really more of a, a of a combination of an idea person and a marketing person, mm-hmm. um, but I can also do operations and execution. So I can build the thing, right? I can do the thing. I just don't know the technology side of things and can't do the coding. Sure. Um, and, and, and But I wanted to provide things that were realistic to people that that I want to, you know, there's what is there? 55 million newly unemployed people in the United States. Uh, uh, I want to show people that they can do this too. They can have this idea no matter how crazy. Um, and then hopefully in some cases, with what I'm able to share and, and and how they've seen me do some of these things or can watch some of these things or just ask me too, <laughs> how they can then do their own thing too. So many people, you know this too, 100%. I mean, you've been here before, Jason, but you know, people are always, they've never started anything before. They have 5,000 questions they think they need an answer to first. Or they're worried about. What about the legal? How should I form it? Do I need a CPA? How do I get a name? How do I register it? Do I need a team? How do I get the technology built? I mean, they have all these valid concerns. I mean, they're real questions. I'm not trying to downplay them. I'm just saying, you don't, a lot of that stuff you don't need to worry about. It's like go out and make one sale first. Mm-hmm. You know, go you gotta, out and make.
1: You got to have sales. You got to have, yeah. I, I totally agree with you that people forget about revenue, they forget about, um, <laughs> money in the bank when you're a startup or a company yep. you know it's it's always about kind of how much funding did you get or yep. you know how many how many uh, ads did you have on the radio i mean it's so yep. it's but it's but you're really focused on hey i can start a company and i can i can make a cash flow positive in 90 days and we're in a really one of maybe one of the worst times uh you know for for this actually probably one of the best times i would say to, to start a company when startup growth startup companies, the starting has been down for the last 40 years. I mean, this could be the possibly the best time. And what you're trying to do is show people through the 31 days and 31 startups that, you know what, if you have an idea that you've been sitting on, yep. maybe now is the best time to to make it happen.
0: You, you said it brilliantly right there. You said it is absolutely the worst time and it is positively the best time. <laughs> right. So, that and that's so true. You know, don't, I mean, now is the time to, you know, what is, What's your downside? If you're not going to put in thousands of dollars, uh, if it's a little bit of either side hustle time or whatever you want to call it, make it happen now. Now is a perfect time to do it. And when you do look at what happened back in the late 2000s, that last economic bust, all the mega companies now from Airbnb, uh, uh, Uber, all those things came out of that time. And the reason they came out at that time, quite frankly, was everybody was trying to hustle to make a little bit of extra money because so many people were laid off. So these companies were like, hey, what if you could rent out an extra bedroom in your home? Or hey, what if you could drive and pick somebody up and act like a taxi driver? I mean, you know, not to simplify their business models, but that's kind of what they do, right? Mm-hmm. So so that's exactly what I'm trying to show people. And I've not, you know, like when I talk to founders that, that are really kind of getting into it, one thing I explained to them too is you can try to talk to five different uh, uh, advisors. And if you ask them a question, you're going to get five different answers. So be aware of that. You're going to get what I call mentor or advisor whiplash. You have to decide what's right for you to do because they're all trying to give you the best advice. But like everything I tell people, I tell them everything I'm telling you might be wrong. You have to decide for you what's right for you. I mean, one of the bigger mistakes I've already made so many, but I'm coming up and doing this thing was, and I'm usually pretty decent at branding stuff, but 31startups.com and 90 days to cashflowpositive.com are horrible, horrible brands. I mean, you know, what happens in the 91st day? It's like, oh man, man, that's a, or 31 days. It's like, well, that already happened. That's done. So there's nothing exciting about that at all. And certainly nothing. Those are descriptions. Those aren't brand names. And I did the same thing with actually, I actually have a podcast that I've started recording now. It's like a horse with no name. The podcast doesn't even have a name yet, and we've had four guests, and, and I'm not going to call it 31 Startups or 90 Days to Cashflow Positive. So I'll figure something out. But again, if you could call it cart before the horse, but starting a p- podcast, having four amazing guests so far, and a podcast doesn't have a name, start the stuff before you're ready. Too many people, and again, you know this, Jason, too many people, they want to wait until they get that 58 page business plan polished and 20 people look at it before they go. Oh, my man, do not do that. Not an
1: advocate for that. And and I I think it's interesting because on your website here, it does, you kind of talk about the lean model. And uh, I want to talk about more about that after the break. We have about 40 seconds left. I mean, again, 90 days to cashflowpositive.com. Check it out. You can see all these startups that that the market started in the month of August 2020, 31 of them. And uh, we've now entered the Trying to make them all cash flow positive. They're all different kinds. They're all different kinds of ideas, all different kinds of markets, all different kinds of potential brands. It's really interesting stuff, especially if you're into jotting down ideas and wanting one day to start them. Really good information. I went in our last segment, Mark. We're going to talk to Mark about kind of some of his best entrepreneurial advice, best lessons learned throughout this journey, and uh, how he's going to make these companies cash flow positive in the next 90 days. You're listening to the Grill Nation show here on 9:80 a.m. and on iTunes via podcast. We'll be right back after the break. Thanks for joining us. Last night I had Welcome back to the Grill Nation show. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining me again today on 980 AM or on iTunes via podcast. Again, today we're joined by Mark Grimes, who is an entrepreneur and the founder of 31 companies. that uh, He just launched 31 startups in 31 days. The website is 90 cashflowpositive.com. Mark joins us from Portland, Oregon. Uh, Mark, we were we talked about your companies. We talked about kind of your, your rhyme and reason for for getting them started, and now you have to make them all cash flow positive. You're, you 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 really believe in the lean startup mentality. Uh, how are you going to make all these companies cash flow positive? And and what's the? I mean, are you doing this alone, or do you have teams, or what? How does that work?
0: So so far, so I started them all alone. You know, as a solo entrepreneur, solopreneur, whatever you want to call it. Thirty-one uh,
1: companies. People. Thirty-one ask. companies. Not one. Thirty-one.
0: <laughs> Not one. Thirty-one companies. Start them up. They're all under the umbre- well, and this is important too. They're all under the umbrella of a single LLC, because right. if I were to take, if I were to do them all legally, it would have cost me thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. But they're right. all under the umbrella of an LLC. Start them up. When they get to a certain point in cash flow, then they will likely then will they will be spun out into an individual entity. So that, that's and that's part of the tough question is because whenever I'm doing one thing, there's literally about 600 things I'm not doing right so i even i focused on one startup one thing one idea one deal there's still 31 startups i'm not 30 30 startups i'm not doing anything about at that moment and that's a hard thing psychologically to deal with but i brought it on myself so be it i'll deal with it so what i think that that means is like like with the uh, like with the uh, table reads so once we get this table read scheduled and the teams involved in in doing it and making it happen that the, the talents there we're going to do some ticket sales That one will be cash flow positive the second we have 10 ticket sales. So that means I don't have to do a second event this current year. Now I could, I could frankly do 10, probably. I'm just not going to have the time. So what I need to do is figure out the single most important lean thing I can do to get revenue in the door. And as long as the math shows that it's cash flow positive, that's fine. I can set that one aside. It's cash flow positive. It's been accomplished. Can I hit all 31? Seems pretty unlikely. Will I hit more than one? Absolutely. Where we'll end up? I have no clue. Well,
1: we might um, have to have you on the show for a segment or two uh, after this is all over to kind of see how you did. Um, because it is be interesting. Fun. You've been doing this now, the entrepreneur world and business world, and for close to 30 years, it sounds like. Let's go through some of your best advice learned along the way. Um, talk to us about kind of just you know some of the key nuggets you would, you would kind of share with folks that are maybe – um, starting a business or or struggling in in a business. What what, yeah. are your, what are your what are your best advice,
0: Mark? Okay, so let's go with the starting before before the struggling because that's okay. two different two different big areas. So with the starting, um, make sure that you're 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 excited and passionate about what it is you're doing, but it's got to be more than that. Uh, uh, and, and some of the most successful entrepreneurs I've seen worked with uh, uh, too. They're not just excited about they're, they're not, you know, they're not trying to build a unicorn or make a billion dollars. That's just that that happens as a byproduct to people. Very few people start with that as a goal and then get there. But one of the pieces of advice that you just have to have to have to do or should do before you start. Understand what it is you're selling and go talk on the phone or in person. Well, COVID blah, blah on the phone. To 10 people that are prospective clients. If you can do that, that's like what we did with NISP. It's like what we did with everything, frankly. It's what I've been doing for 31 years. If you don't do that, you run the risk of building this thing nobody gives a hoot about. But when you talk to 10 clients, you're gonna get a sense of do they wanna, would they, are they excited about this? Would they want to buy it? What questions do they ask? And what are they offering to make your idea better? And if you listen to that and do that right, and let's say three of the 10 really like the idea and you're quite not not quite ready with it yet, guess what? That's okay. They want to be kind of a part of the journey anyway. So they'll follow and help make it better as you start to build this thing into reality. So talk to 10 potential clients. The other thing I do personally, usually, now I didn't do it on these 31 because this is just a harebrained side project, whatever you want to call this thing too, but work out your math to a million dollars. How many of these things do you have to sell to get to a gross revenue of a million dollars? It's different if you're selling pencils versus if you're selling airplanes. It's a lot easier to make a million dollars if you're selling airplanes than pencils. And so knowing that and understanding your gross margins, how much it costs to get out the door versus your net, and then when you can start to pull money out as your cash flow positive becomes a really important thing. Because if you're selling something that's in a lower range of, you know, one to 10, one to 20, one to $25, dollars you got to sell a lot of those things to really have it scale and work for you. If it's a little bit bigger, if it's in the 10, 20, 30, $50,000 or more range, which can be, honestly, it can be just as hard to sell a $50 thing sometimes as a $10,000 thing. So understanding that also understand In addition to that one thing that you're going to start with that you can sell, what are some of the other financial business models that could be underneath that that can also bring you revenue? So can there be sponsorships? Can you do something as an online community? Can you do something where you're doing workshops around the thing? Heck, you can even do – so we're going to start up an axe-throwing podcast. And and (laughs) I know it's so ridiculous. But the axe-throwing target company is going to be the sponsor of the podcast. So we're going to be talking to prospective clients in the podcast, and then that's how they're going to hear about it. Mm-hmm. Do what you can to reach out to people. Again, to talk to prospective clients, that's just a critical one. Do your math to a million. Um, share as much as you can with people. People are scared to share their ideas or the details of their companies. And the more you share, the better ideas and feedback you get.
1: That's brilliant. And, and real quickly, on, on if you're struggling, if you're, if you're going to give up, what's your advice?
0: If you're struggling, if you're going to give up, I'm assuming that means you've been doing it a while and you do have some customers. Mm -hmm. Again, talking to people and asking questions is just so critical. Go talk to your customers uh, and find out what they're doing and where they're at. Ask them, what could I do better with what we're providing you? Whether it's a product or a service, just ask them, what could make this better? A better experience. Uh, What else could we do? Could we do something in addition to it? And also equally as important is, Well, if at least it ended on a decent note, don't hesitate to talk to people that were past customers. Yeah. What could we have done? What should we have done? Uh, 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 Because you will learn things from that when you ask not only the questions, but you have to ask really, really good questions to get the information to help you, but also help them too. Because if you get better at what you're offering, and all of a sudden you can get excited again about what you're doing you might find that you're struggling and you can turn it around and, and turning it around might not be as challenging as it feels although if you're struggling in the moment and cash flows a kick in the behind et cetera, et cetera it might be uh, it might feel overwhelming it doesn't have to be uh, if you talk to people and they'll help they'll help you with the solutions
1: Mark Grimes is our guest Mark uh, 31 startups in 31 days 90 days to cashflowpositive.com. He is, uh, on Twitter at Mark Grimes. You're doing so many cool things, man. I, uh, I'm I'm invigorated by this conversation. I will definitely follow up with you after you're finished sometime in November or after November to have you back on to kind of see how things went. And then obviously I'd love to get more of your great advice like you just shared. Uh, but congrats to you on all your entrepreneur success and thanks for coming on the grill nation show
0: today. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. And I hope there was a couple of nuggets that, uh, people found worthwhile that they can take and uh, turn around and, and move forward with the ideas and I'd love to hear people's stories when they start things.
1: I love it man and uh, I've been jotting down some of the notes on some of the things you said as well so I can keep those in my back pocket for whenever I'm trying to grow a business but uh, we appreciate it and uh, thanks to the listeners for listening to the Grill Nation show today we'll see you again next week take care
0: no.